Welcome back to Cover Stories. This week we have Brooke Coshade covering Amy Winehouse's song, I Heard Love is Blind. In addition to being an excellent singer, Brooke is also a master stylist at Amazing Lash Studio off Blanco and 1604 here in San Antonio. As always, don't forget to subscribe and rate on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to check out the video performances on YouTube and our Patreon at patreon.com slash coverstories. So, jumping right into it, what made you decide to do this song? Um, I think it's, like, one of her songs that aren't as well-known. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so beautiful. It's I, I think of it, I imagine it kind of like a cupcake. Like, it's so beautiful. It's got this icing on top, um, just the way she sounds. But then it's, like, the topic is yeah. about cheating. So, yeah. it's kind of like a shit cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's spoiled cupcake. Yeah. Just looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd never heard it before you brought it up. Uh, I'm not as familiar with Frank, the first, her first album. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as popular. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I feel like in hindsight, like after Back in Black came out, people kind of went back to to it. Mm -hmm. I know I was reading like some of the early reviews are kind of like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. And then after Back in Black, everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like on one of the like, I don't, it's not like Rolling Stone, but some magazine had like one of the 1001 albums you need to hear before you die. Mm -hmm. So what's your relationship with the song and the album? Um, the song, I, I just, I, I just love the way it sounds. Um, for the album, I just coming across Amy's music. I think it, it just sounded different than what was coming out during that time. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, Black Eyed Peas and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 304, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was very different. And I think that's what really drew me to her. Um, I kind of like started listening to her a lot when I first moved to Austin. It was like my first time like being on my own. Yeah. And I was going through a lot of stuff and just trying to find myself. I was like 19, 20. I just moved here from Germany. Um, I didn't know anybody. So I was kind of like going through a, mild depression yeah <laughs> and um just kind of discovering her music I just really related to a lot of it and it just really spoke to me and I probably wore that album out <laughs> that's that's awesome yeah I'm not the depression part really <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah no. yeah uh, no that's cool I, I you know the way I see like people talk about Lana Del Rey now is I forget like that was kind of like Amy Winehouse's uh demographic mm -hmm. um back then um I think it's really cool did you did you get into her around the time this album came out or was it like a backwards thing? Once It was definitely backwards. Yeah. I think when she came out with Frank um, was when I was still in Germany. Uh -huh. And um, though she was like an English artist, um, a lot, I feel like I was very behind the times when yeah. it came to music. I moved to the U.S. and people were asking me, oh, do you know this artist? Do you know that artist? Have you heard of them? And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. I'm like, uh, at some point I was just like, uh-huh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I, I was just like a big dumb baby. Like, I didn't know anything. <laughs> uh, um, so when it came to you, which, which album of hers do you prefer? Like, what's your favorite? Do you, can you quantify that? <laughs> I would definitely have to say it was Back to Black. Oh, yeah. It's just from start to finish is just a good album. Like I could listen to that album start to finish every day yeah. <laughs> if I had to. 
I totally would. <laughs> That's awesome. It's funny because uh, we were talking to, to our buddy Brian and I told him that you were covering Amy Winehouse and he was like, oh, is she doing Valerie? And I was like, no. He's like, good, because that song's played out. And I was like, well, no, like, first of all, that's like one of the best covers of all time. <laughs> and two, yeah, you're right. Like, people, everyone does that. But yeah. I don't blame everyone doing that because that's, I love it. It's like one of my favorite. I didn't know it was a cover when I first heard it. Yeah. Did you, uh, you do that at karaoke a lot. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm sure, like, when people hear the beginning of the song, they're like, oh, God damn it. I'm going to go for a smoke break. <laughs> no, quite the, I feel like every time someone hears it, whether it's you do it or our friend Elisa does it, like, everyone really gets into it. They're like, oh, like, I guess it's not, like, a big karaoke staple, but, yeah. like, it's still, like, probably her second most popular after rehab. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I would have to tell you of this one karaoke story. Yeah. Um, we were in Corpus, and it was, like, not the best area. And our Uber driver was even like, oh, you're going here. We'll be safe. Bye, guys. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. He locks his doors we, as soon as yeah, you leave. Yeah, <laughs> for real. We walk in, and it's, like, a lot of, like, big Vato-looking guys. And um, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sing my little Amy Winehouse song. And I do. And literally, these, like neck tattooed like <laughs> dudes are like singing along like really getting into it and I'm just like you know when I walked in I was like someone's getting stepped tonight <laughs> but when we left I was like dabbing like these like big bato guys I'm like yo I loved your song I was like thank you <laughs> it's like that scene in uh Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure with tequila he just you just jumped on and started dancing yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um so uh from this album, the one that I always think of is uh, Fuck Me Pumps, which is right before this. Mm-hmm. Um, of all the songs, I know you talked about like what why you chose this song specifically, but um, do you have like a top three of hers or top five? or? Um, I would, I do, I do. Um, it's definitely this song. Uh-huh. Number um, one? Not, oh, not yeah. number one, but um, gosh, she's got one, I think it's, uh, wake up alone uh-huh. or when you walk away I can't remember the name of it but um, that would definitely have to be my first I like um, Cupid is really good I don't know if that's a cover though is I don't think so I don't know I don't think so I could be wrong because I know <laughs> I'm wrong <laughs> I'm wrong <laughs> um, though she does do a cover of um, gosh what's her name Diana Ross she does the Diana Ross cover, oh, really? and it's so dope. It's so good. I love it. It's on Frank also, or um, oh. it is on Frank. Okay, yeah, and um, Valerie. Yeah, it's just a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you you brought up about how it sounded very different from music at that time, especially pop music at that time. Um, do you remember your like introduction to her, like the first time you heard her, like do? You, I do. You do. I remember the very first time I heard Amy Winehouse. I it was probably like my first week here in the U.S. and um, I turned on the radio, <laughs> an actual radio, <laughs> and um, I turned it on and they, it was the rehab song. And oh, yeah. um, I remember just like being like, "Whoa, like what? Yeah, this girls like singing about going to rehab." And <laughs> I was like, "That's kind of like." Like, that's not cool, but, like, it's different. <laughs> I'm like, no one's doing that. Um, and I, like, I was still listening to, like, the like the radio after the song had played, and they were talking about how, um, you know, that's just super sad, blah, blah, blah. Like, who does that? And they're just kind of, like, bashing on it. Yeah. And I'm like, so you played it, and then you're going to bash it. 
But um, I think that was the very first time I heard it, and I just couldn't stop singing it. And I was just like, oh, wow, I kind of I can kind of hit those notes a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I fell in love with her in that moment. That's awesome. Um, there's a, there's this, like, sketch on Adult Swim called Joe Para Reads the Morning Church Announcements. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. So this guy, he's very, he's a comedian. He's very, like, he talks very slow and like this. Um, and uh, he, he made a sketch about listening to Babo O'Reilly for the first time. And it's just so, like, authentic and sincere. And, like, he just gets so excited about it. And, yeah. like, it's him, like, in the house, like, dancing to it and requesting it on the radio and stuff like that. And I think it's cool because I don't have a lot of songs like that. And I feel like that's kind of what you experience a little bit, like, hearing it, like, change your life almost. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, um... I always really gravitated to uh, female vocalists who didn't have like the most feminine sounding uh-huh. voices. Um, I grew up listening to my mom's music as an early. She like was a huge fan of Cher. Oh yeah, and of uh, Sade. Oh and cool. I just loved Sade. I, it yeah. was so funny because when I was little, I was like, "Mommy, who is this man?" <laughs> she was like, "This is a woman singing." I'm like, "Oh." It kind of like blew my mind a little bit. And I was like, okay, I think I love her even more now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she, um, yeah, I just always really gravitated to women who just had that deeper sound. Um, I, uh, I did a play when I was like in high school. It was like my very first time singing in public too. It was Grease and I was Rizzo, (laughs) um, which was really cool. Um, I would always have to warm up with the guys uh, like that's just what my music teacher would make me do because uh-huh. I wasn't really singing those frilly like high pitched yeah. songs. It was like in a lower register, but I was like, "This is kind of cool." Like <laughs> I'm like a little Sade. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um, my introduction to Amy Winehouse was she was I saw this clip from it was like a music blog. I think Stereo Gun posted it, and she was on. Remember Charlotte Church? hard to say that name without sounding super mexican charlotte church charlotte church <laughs> um do you remember her she was like a, a gospel singer when she was like 16 mm, no <laughs> she's, she's british she's bigger in, in england and she has her own like kind of like ellen type show mm. over there and she had amy winehouse on and they were performing um beat it and oh. i'd never heard of amy winehouse before and i saw her and she was wasted and oh. it was it was not a great performance and then like a month or two later, rehab gets super big. I'm like, oh, that rehab girl is the girl from Charlotte Church. <laughs> was the drunk girl on? Yeah, I'm like, wow, she really can sing. She was just wasted. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was an interesting dynamic, but I think those like being introduced to her that way definitely like caught her like what she was kind of about, you know. Mm-hmm. She's super talented, but also liked to party. <laughs> yeah, she she was very uh, tortured. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it it was sad like when you kind of. Mm, we're a fan of hers and following her when she was still alive and you're hearing of all these you know concerts she's doing and performances where she's like unable to perform yeah and um i, I think there's like a couple of videos of them online you can like see them on youtube but yeah. it's, it's like it's sad because you were like there watching this yeah. spiral and it's like no one at the time really like cared about stuff like that like, yeah i feel like you know, it was, like, during the whole, like, Britney thing, too, yeah. where, like, she was just, like, a hot mess, and they were just, like, show us more of your yeah. hot mess, you know. It was it was a different time. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. It, there was definitely a lot of schadenfreude to it, to where you just, like, people just enjoyed watching this person, like, kill herself, basically, and it's really sad. Now I feel like people are so aware about, like, mental health and, and things oh, yeah. like that. I, I I kind of feel like 
had she been out 10 years later, it would have been a different story. Oh, for sure. She'd probably still be here. <laughs> Do you remember where you were when you found out she died? I I was living in Austin at the time. I think I like heard it on the news in the morning and it really broke my heart because I was just like, man, like I was looking forward to like hearing more yeah. of her work. But um, the th- I think the, the dagger in the heart was uh, that Halloween they had like zombie Amy costumes and I was like dude man that's like poor taste yeah for sure um I just remember hearing about it and uh I was writing for like a little website and I realized like oh she's like part of the 27 club now like um it's just weird to like experience that that's something you hear about like growing up like oh like you know that's the way things were in the 70s and to Mm -hmm. have it happen currently is just this crazy. Was that the first kind of like celebrity death that really like shook you or were there other ones? I would say so. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think was it in that same year that like Michael Jackson died? He died oh nine to a couple 09. years before her. Yeah. yeah. She died twenty eleven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I, cause like I, I felt that was the first one I felt kinda like I mean she was She's just a few years older than me, mm-hmm. and it, it. I mean, she's not a contemporary. Obviously, she's still a little bit older, but like, it was the first time I felt like, oh, like these are people like close to my age who are like dying because of the way fame has like you know had that effect on them. For sure. Um, I, she did an interview too where they were asking her, oh, like how would you like fame? Like, what do you think you would do? And she's like, honestly, I don't think I could handle it. Yeah. And she couldn't. Yeah, and the sad part too is I feel like she was like making progress and getting better mm-hmm. it sounded like and i think she just relapsed she was in a toxic relationship yeah too. that too it doesn't help <laughs> no <laughs> those are never good but yeah i think um i mean i felt definitely sad about it and i i felt like compelled to write about it that when i heard about it mm-hmm. um the first one that was really like big for me death a big death was uh when prince died oh that like i like I teared up like hearing about it and it's weird because like he wasn't part of my generation really, but he just had that effect. Like I grew up listening to Prince. Yeah. Like I loved Prince and it's so weird that we bring him up. Um, I, I think it was like a week before he had died. I bought the 1999 album and I was just like playing it over and over and over. And then it was so weird. It was like, I heard it on the radio, like Prince died this morning or whatever last night yeah and i was just like what simulation like, I literally just <laughs> bought this album like that's so crazy so i uh, refrained from buying any more albums yeah artists I loved. <laughs> unless they're already done. Like, exactly right. <laughs> they can't in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it, you know it's funny because in 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 hearing about prince and then seeing all the stuff that he did outside of his own music career. I mean, he wrote nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor and Mm -hmm. manic Monday by the bangles. And I love going back and like seeing, hearing his versions of the song now that Mm -hmm. they've kind of released them. Um, and it's just so interesting. I mean, this is a covered podcast, so I I like going back and seeing the different interpretations of it and like hearing his for the first time. It sounds like it's a cover of theirs, but it's the other way around. Yeah. It's really cool. What are some of your favorite cover? Do you have any like favorite covers? (laughs) Um, I really love Adele <laughs> as well. Um, there is an Eartha Kitt song called Evil that I absolutely, oh, yeah? absolutely love. It's so good. Um, it like starts off like really, oh, 
it's like a sweet little song and it's prim and it's proper. But then she goes into like, I'm tired of being pure. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, goes into how she just wants to be bad. And like, it's a really like kind of wicked sounding and it's got a cool, it's got a cool, cool sound. And Adele does a cover of it? Um, no, oh, okay. she doesn't. I was just naming like, off a couple. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, I would love to do a cover of that. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> next time, for sure. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting to you because I, I like looking back and like how different artists have affected the music industry. And I mm. feel like Amy Winehouse definitely kind of made that type of jazz popular again. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I like jazz music, but it's always been kind of like underground mm-hmm. as far as I've listened to it. It's been like underground or like really cheesy yeah there's like two levels to it you know <laughs> and i just remember like um just listening to some albums and thinking like oh like this is what smoking a cigarette feels like <laughs> <laughs> this is sipping a brand yeah yeah i'm <laughs> wearing like a fucking beret or yeah. something <laughs> um and then there's the other type that's just like in like it just sounds like a fabio romance novel like mm-hmm. cover like that's what it sounds like it sounds like what that looks like yeah <laughs> and then i feel like i'd never really paid attention to like the type of jazz that amy winehouse brought in until she like became popular and you know her and mark ronson's like one of my favorite producers Mm. and what he did with her i mean he like really tapped into her potential and and together they were amazing Mm. they're that's why back in black is so good yeah frank is great and frank i feel it feels more raw yeah and um and it's funny because i was reading about it today and it I see Frank, I'm like, oh, it's because she likes Frank Sinatra. And it's part of it. The other part of it is because she's being Frank. Like, she's, like, being yeah. very blunt. I'm like, oh, that's that's a nice, like, play on words there. Yeah, her dad, actually, he um, does a lot of Frank Sinatra. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, I think, why she kind of um, drew towards jazz music, Oh, that's too, cool. Because her dad grew up just singing a lot of Frank. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, are you into like that kind of era of music? Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, you brought up Eartha Kid. Like, are there other artists? Um, I really like Dean Martin. Too. Oh yeah, like I love Dean Martin. His song "Volare" is one of my favorites. I could listen to it over and over again. And then uh, Frank has that song. Um, There's no nicer witch than you. Or, I think that's the name of uh-huh. it. Yeah. I like that one, too. That's cool. What did you think of uh, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga's album? Um, <laughs> you haven't gotten into it? I haven't gotten around to it. Check it out. <laughs> I think you would like it a lot. Cool. Um, I always get Tony Bennett and Dean Martin mixed up. Mm. So I was going to be like, oh, what do you think of Dean Martin's? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, he's been dead for like 20 years, Eric. <laughs> Probably more, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, funny. But yeah, um, I, I think it's really cool to kind of bring back that kind of 60s, you know, mm. It's like swinging kind of jazz sound. Yeah. And oh, I, speaking of the the covers as well, um, Adele did do a cover of Sam Cooke. Oh yeah. Uh, there was a song. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. It just escaped me. But Sam, Sam Cooke song. Sam Cooke song by Adele. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's super cute. It's um it's like no. Lost it. <laughs> it's gone forever. We'll put some ADR later. Put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so you know, you talked about Adele. I feel like Adele definitely. I mean, she's a stronger singer, obviously, but I feel like she wouldn't be there without Amy Winehouse. I feel like she but kind of paved the way. She walked so Adele could like fly in a rocket ship, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, what uh, what are some of your favorite Adele songs? Um, there is. 
I, I really do love that Sam Cooke cover. Uh-huh. Um, there is another one where it's, oh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, can, I don't know the names of them, but I could like straight up just, just sing, sing it, it for you. Sing no, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's uh, Ride is Rain. Right as rain okay. is one of my favorites. I love that song. It's she like she's all over the place when it like comes to yeah. like, her her vocal range, um, and I I've, I just admire that of her. I remember the first time I heard her. It was I was like watching a music video on like VH1 or MTV2 or something. It was Chasing Pavements, and the music video is really cool. Like these, they they just like choreograph like dance. Have you seen it? No, it's like a choreographed <laughs> dance on like a sidewalk like laying down and uh i thought it was like oh this is a really like good song and i didn't know who she was and then i just forgot about it and i didn't know she was 19 when that like song came out and then two years later 21 comes out and it's she's like all over the radio and mm-hmm. um it's just uh it's just interesting to see that like because when i first heard her i thought like oh it's just like you know uh she didn't look old by any means, but she sounded. She sounded like she sounds a lot older. Yeah, yeah she sounded like a like a veteran of of singing. She kind of like she had been around for a while. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it's really cool, and the, the, a lot of similarities between her and Amy Winehouse and in, in, in how their voices and I mean they they've got female voices and they've got a feminine voice, but it's still very like they really go down in there. Oh yeah, down um, into their diaphragms. Yeah, down in the <laughs> diaphragm. I think uh, Duffy as well. She she kind of came up around that time and um i think was just essentially just a one hit wonder really yeah. she had that one song and then never heard from her again but she was awesome she was really good she had that like gritty like edgy yeah jazzy sound yeah that's really cool do you, are there any other artists around this time that you feel should be more popular than they were <laughs> mm. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I <got nothing. laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool. I think, um, that there's a lot of singers that, that I, I feel were, I mean, cause you have, you're going from an era of like the late nineties, early two thousands where like pop is basically like manufactured mm-hmm. and, um, it's not that they couldn't sing. I mean, you've got people like Christina Aguilera and like Britney Spears who, who can sing, but they're. They're more about the product than the actual music itself, yeah. which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's it was cool to kind of see like in the mid 2000s, late 2000s, these these artists come out who wrote their songs mm-hmm. and who who sang about their experiences. And it's interesting because it kind of climaxes at the end of the 2000s with Taylor Swift, who's kind of a combination of those two things. Um, oh, do you? You're not big on Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Tell us, tell us what you really think about Taylor oh, Swift. <laughs> oh no, um, I don't know. I just I can't get into her. Oh, yeah. I I just I don't know what it is. I just feel like it's it's maybe it's just it's too poppy for me. Uh-huh. Um, I just I, it doesn't connect. I can't connect. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing too. I mean, she got big when she was like 16. Yeah. But it was interesting just because she was a combination of these two. And, and now she's m- kind of moved more over to just being straight up a pop artist. But, I mean, I always forget she started out as, like, a country singer. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. so weird to think about, like, now. <laughs> yeah. Going back to your question, too, uh, about the um, artists that I think, you know, don't get as much credit as they deserve is absolutely, hands down, Christina Aguilera. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, she can sing. Yeah. Like, no, she can fucking sing. Yeah. Like she she has pipes, like she has range. She's she's amazing. I just, I just feel like, you know, 
it'll take something tragic for people to appreciate her. Yeah. I, I think I, I always forget that before Genie in the Bottle, maybe around the same time, she was she did the Mulan song. Do you remember that? Yeah. She, Moulin Rouge? No, no, no. Mulan. Oh, oh like, Mulan. Yeah, the, the Mulan Disney song. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's on the soundtrack. And I remember watching a documentary or like a little mini MTV thing about her. And they were talking about how like she was 17 or 18 yeah. when it came out. And how they were so impressed that she could hit the high C. Mm-hmm. And like the high C, because of that documentary has always been like, oh, like if they can hit the high C, they can see. <laughs> <laughs> they can hit it. They got it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, you're right. I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, once she kind of got away from, I mean, she's kind of gone back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, especially with like her being into voice and stuff. But when she, she got away from that poppy sound, she, she kind of, she did that kind of like a little, like. She did that it was almost uh, like rockabilly. A yeah, little bit. yeah. No, I I really dig that um, album. I thought it was you know again. It, what was it like two thousand seven? Yeah, I want to say when it came out and it was it was different. Yeah, and I think that's what drew me to it. It was like she's drawing like fifties. Yeah, inspiration. She did like the Bugle Boy song. Yeah, or something. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. Like I I just have a real appreciation for like artists who um, can kind of portray that what they what they drew their inspiration from like the 50s yeah with, with christina that one time yeah <laughs> and with amy winehouse like all the time like i think her back to black was very 60s inspired yeah i think uh mark uh, asked her you know oh like you know what what do you draw inspiration from and she's like oh yeah the supremes the 60s yeah and he was like all right i got you <laughs> she was like oh yeah well i got you <laughs> that's what I, I think it's so interesting about him because he really can like he's kind of like like we always talk about being in San Antonio with Greg Popovich and he plays to his players strengths. You know, he's not going to ask you to shoot threes if you can't shoot threes. Mm-hmm. So Mark Ronson, I feel is very good at that. And like, I like the stuff he's doing with Miley Cyrus right now. I think it's interesting. I love Miley. Really? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so she's a person like I, I always get her song stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I told my girlfriend this and this is an exclusive. I, I kind of like partying to USA. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I feel like every guy secretly loves that song. <laughs> like they're like, "Don't tell anybody," but I love that song. And I'm like, "Okay." Like literally, the other guy just told me that. <laughs> I remember, I remember hearing it, and like, it was so catchy and like infectious that like, I kind of by the end of the song, I was like, the chorus was stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. But it was always, it was also so like bubblegum, and like I was just like, oh, like yeah. Back then, I was younger, and like I, I wasn't as open about liking music. <laughs> like that. But it's, she's really catching. I think she's got a decent voice. Her cover, you've heard her cover of Jolene, right? I have. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I like, I, it. I like it. I think it's really good. And it reminded me how much like I like Dolly. Oh my God. I love Dolly. <laughs> Someone said she wrote Jolene and nine to five in the same week. Shut up. And people were like, man, that must've been like a horrible <laughs> week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like those two iconic songs and like for her to like experience yeah. what she experienced must have been pretty tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we were talking, talking about Miley Cyrus. Are there any like, um, I mean, she's contemporary now. Are there any artists now you feel kind of have the same kind of Amy Winehouse vibe or just something that you're like really into now uh, from a female vocalist? Um. <laughs> uh i can't like nothing really comes to mind right now um i i i don't really listen to um current artists uh-huh. i'm not like uh, like billy I- Ilish, Eilish, Eilish, yeah. Eilish. 
Um, she's, I mean, she's good, but I, I tend not to like really get into the newer stuff. I'm kind of like stuck in the past. Like, yeah. I'll, I'm listening to like Sina Washington and, <laughs> um, older artists just, I, I feel like we don't, mm, I just feel like this generation, they don't really dig into like the past when it comes to music. They're just all about what's new, what's hot. Out. Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I and I've said this on the podcast before, but Billie Eilish reminds me a lot of Fiona Apple. I could see that, and I don't know if it's just like her, like the sound of her voice or like how she sings. But um, I remember like listening to Criminal when I was young, and it was obviously like a very like provocative music video. Oh yeah, and uh, it being like forbidden, but at the same time being like oh like you know, she kind of had like a, a kind of jazzy background too it was, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more it was a little bit darker oh for sure yeah. yeah well she yeah she went through a lot too yeah but, but i think that's where that album like kind of stemmed from was just like all this trauma that she was going through at the time um it, it just comes out a little in her music and it was interesting too because that she came out she became really popular around in the 90s when, when girl power was really big and we had like the spice girls and this was like the precipice of like pop like with britney spears and things like that but before that, you had Alanis Morissette. You had people like Lisa Loeb and um, what's her name? Natalie Merchant. You know, these kind of, they were contemporary at the time, but they were very like folksy. Even Jewel like was really folksy. Oh, yeah. And when she had when she had that comeback and she had that like uh, that pop comeback and it was really weird. And in the music video, she's like trying to be ironic. And like, I don't think it worked really well. It didn't translate well. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, oh, like I'm selling out. Look at me. Like this is all like me being like, like breaking the fourth yeah. wall. This but is it, what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Nelly Furtado did that too. She oh, kind yeah. of came back with Timbaland and, and they had this kind of, uh, it's probably something. I think that was a little bit different because that felt a little bit more authentic. Mm-hmm. Whereas with, I don't know. I don't want to talk shit about Jewel. <laughs> I think uh, um, Alanis Morissette did like a cover of my my hump yeah <laughs> it was just so like ironic like but it's I also really beautiful too like it really was it was like i think the way she sang it it was kind of like opening your eyes to how like misogynist it was yeah like i was just like oh 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 i think <laughs> i hate this song now oh god but i mean this sounds great <laughs> yeah but yeah well it's funny because like you know you, you hear these lyrics and when they're like on a catchy beat you don't really pay attention to them yeah. I know recently Pharrell opened up how he was very against, like now he's looking back on, um, what's that song with Alan Thicke, or not Alan Thicke, Robin Thicke, his son. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Alan Thicke. Alan Thicke and Pharrell did a song together, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, um, the one with Miley? Bro- Blurred Lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and like Pharrell is talking about it and like how now it's, I mean, he, I, mean, I don't know if he couldn't see it back then, but he was like, He's misogynistic. He hears guys use lines like this when he's at the club and it's just really creepy and and gross. And he's like, just because I'm not like that, I'm still complicit in like, you know, kind of putting these out. Because if you you were to like slow down that song and like do like an acoustic, you know, Johnny Cash type cover, it would sound like really scary. (laughs) Blink once if you need help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, just if it has that really catchy tune behind it, like yeah. it's like you kind of aren't paying attention to the words that you were singing along yeah. to right now, you know, like semi, was it semi, semi term life? life? Like yeah. that whole song is about like a meth addiction. Yeah. People are like do do do. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> I saw an interview where he was talking about the do 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 part is what it feels like to be on meth. Oh my God. Like it's very like like you're just in the air kind of in the air kind of things. Yeah. Getting away from the mic. Um, but yeah, he said that he was trying to like mimic that. And there are people who have done meth and are like, oh yeah, that's pretty spot on. Oh yeah, the do do do. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, you know when it. Do you have any other songs that like were lyrically like you don't realize how like weird or like creepy they are until you you like separate the lyrics? Everything, it always draws me back to that Christmas song. Right? It's cold outside. Oh, like yeah. I'm just like run, girl, run. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like oh, it sounds so sweet and nice, and he likes her. Oh yeah, he likes her. He really oh, likes her. He really <laughs> likes her. <laughs> but yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't know. Like song always creeps me out i feel like it creeps a lot of people out though. yeah yeah I, I think that um doing karaoke has kind of opened me up to a lot of stuff because i realized before i did karaoke like i don't really know a lot of words to songs until <laughs> i'm up there and exactly. i'm like wait these are the words <laughs> <laughs> huh i don't remember that <laughs> have you ever had an experience like that in karaoke where like you're singing and you're like the fuck am i singing <laughs> <laughs> um amy winehouse has a song of me and mr jones and there's like a line in there where she's like, uh, she's, it's like my best black Jew or something like that. And I'm just like, that's a cover. Oh, okay. It's me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, or she, she changed the words. Changed the but words yeah. around a couple. But yeah, of so it's, like, it's one of those things that doesn't <laughs> translate to a yeah. white woman singing. <laughs> exactly. So just saying, huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song, too. The original song's really good. And I like Amy yeah. Winehouse's version I of it. I love the Amy Winehouse. That, I feel like, really captures what she's all about, too. Mm -hmm. Was that that's on Frank, or is that one on no, like, that's the B-side? Back, back oh, it is on Back to Back. Yeah. You're right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting just to to see some of these, like, to read some of these lyrics and, and to look into it. It's funny, because uh, you know the song, My Own Worst Enemy by Lit? Yeah. So when that song came out, my dad and I were like obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. And like I paid attention to the words. You know, I was really like precocious and would be into stuff like that. Like I'd look up lyrics. And it wasn't until like two or three years later, my dad was like, you know, I just like paid attention to the words and that song is fucking dumb. <laughs> like he crashed his car. Like this is dumb, but it's so catchy. <laughs> right. It's like he felt, I don't know. There's a, there's a part in that song where I'm just like, eh? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Well, I guess people do that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so um, when it comes to, you know, performing and when, other than like karaoke, when was the last time you performed? Has it been a while? Oh, uh, yeah. It's been a long time. Um, I think it was like 19 or 20. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so this is an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> Every time you've we've done a karaoke, like I feel like you've gained people like who just like like to hear you sing. Aww. For real, like it's just one of those things. I, I feel like I, I brought you to to my friends' karaoke things, and and like within minutes of you singing, they're like, "Oh, she needs to come sing again." Like, Aww. um. So, have you ever thought about doing like a like a band or like an open mic or anything? I um, I've actually thought about um you know, starting a band yeah, with uh, some of my coworkers. I know that's like really lame, but no, not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking about like maybe doing like an all girl, like ska band. Oh, really? Like um, a whole cover band or I don't know. It's, these are just ideas. Do you have pipe dreams? Do you have a name? 
No. Like, have you thought of names? No. Not even like. No. Because <laughs> I even. feel like you and I joked about starting a band oh, called yeah. The Murder Slippers. <laughs> the Murder Slippers. Which is yes. like the best band name I've ever. Well, one of the best band names I ever thought. Zach and I try to think of band names every once in a while. And we've got a whole list. And Murder Slippers is. All I got is murder slippers. Like. <laughs> you can totally take that for your all four. Oh, cool, cool, Girl cool. Girl skull band? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, we're murder slippers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, do you, when it comes to ska, I mean, I, I feel like, I don't want to say ska is making a comeback by any means, but it's definitely <laughs> like not as joked about as it used to be. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's not like a big joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a mild one now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, I, I feel like, um, you know, it was like really popular in the 90s yeah. and then it just like kind of faded out. And like you said, was kind of jokey. And then now it's kind of like picking back up a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were some of your favorites like ska bands? Um, okay, so does Sublime count? Yeah, I guess yeah. they have ska songs. Ska-ish, yeah. yeah. No, I think that that was kind of like my gateway to it. Oh, yeah. Because like growing up in Germany, like that's not like a thing there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's not like techno, then, well, oh, yeah. you know, David Hasselhoff, then no, <laughs> um, But yeah, I had a babysitter who like showed me Santeria and um, that was it. And I, I, I had that lyrics stuck in my head since I was like in fourth grade. Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't know who this is. I don't know what song this is. I have no <laughs> idea. I, everybody I asked, they're like, I've never heard that song before in my life. Really? And I'm like, God, like what was that? It just blew my little fourth grade mind. And so like it wasn't until I was probably like 14 or 15, I was like in the US and someone had the internets and I was <laughs> like, oh, can you like Google like song lyrics and they're like yeah like people do that all the time and it was like can you google this song for me and so i like googled it and it was like sublime santeria and i was like what <laughs> like i found it it was like my holy grail it was just like for years i sang the song and i had no idea who it was that's awesome sublime actually made me want to play guitar really and when i was in sixth grade which is probably around the same time you were in fourth grade i think <laughs> So Let's maybe yes. it was, maybe it happened at the same time. We both <laughs> yeah. had this calling. I was because uh, I, I was familiar with the song because my older cousin, um, he was in the frat, so he liked Sublime. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now uh, he he opened me. Him and my uncle both opened me up to a lot of music, and my cousin was really into Sublime. And um, I remember hearing probably him play it or in his car or something. I don't remember, but I was at um, this at Ingram Park Mall in San Antonio. There used to be this restaurant called Chelsea's Pub and Grill, and they would have cover bands like once a week. And there was this band called Dragonfly. I remember their name. I don't know if they still play, but should uh, I, look that up? I should. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen them in, in like any ads or anything. But um, they covered Santeria, and I remember like sitting like there's Chelsea's Pub, and then there's Bells across the like hall, like not street, but it's like across uh, across the mall. And my mom would be like at Bell's like looking for clothes. So I was just sitting in the like, middle waiting for her to finish. <laughs> and I like was like mesmerized by the person. I don't know if it was a guy or a girl playing the guitar solo. And that's when I was like, that's when I decided like, oh, I want to play guitar. You're like, and that looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we both had uh, Sublime enter our lives around the there same go. time. Murder Slippers has Mur just drawn some inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, when it comes to, uh, you know, 
going back to Amy Winehouse, um, when it, when it comes to kind of her as an inspiration, um, what are the biggest things you, you take from her, like from her, like singing or her, her performance or just her influences? Um, when she sings it, it, and she, she really pulls from a lot of jazz, a lot of blues. Yeah. She does a r- amazing job of just conveying emotion through her songs. Yeah. And I mean, half of it isn't even like the lyrics that she has it. It's just like, I don't, she just conveys emotion through her, through her voice. I mean, that's her instrument. It really touches you. It's like you, you feel her hurt, her pain, you know, her sadness or just like even her joking, like upbeat, you know, fuck me pumps. Like (laughs) it's, she does an amazing job. And I think that that's, that's the pillar of, you know, jazz and blues. It's just to, to have the listener just hear how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that she really captures that. And it was, like you said, it is kind of a breath of fresh air for when it hit. And I think what Back in Black came out in 07 or 08? Um, I want to say it was 07. 07, right? Like, so at that time, it was just, that's three years after Frank came out. So you've got these like three years in between where it's, it's, it's kind of interesting just to see how the music industry changed. And 07 was like the perfect time for that album to come out. Um, and in retrospect, I, I feel like it's almost like a time machine kind of thing because it's hard to, t- or chicken and egg kind of thing, because it's hard to say how much the music industry changed because of her or how much it changed for her to happen to make the music industry change even more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting, but, um, she's definitely an artist that I've, I've always been really fond of just musically. And it's, it's a sad story. And I, I just wish that, uh, it, it, it it would be interesting to see what she would be doing if she were still alive today. I agree. I feel like um, there, even now, like there's more potential for like, I feel like it would have just like made her even bigger than she ever was. Yeah. You know, um, because now people are more open about, you know, being a little odd, a little weird, yeah. a little against the grain. Whereas then it was, you know, trying to fit in. And now it's like just people are really pushing being themselves and like yeah. you, like you addressed earlier like mental health you know is a big thing now yeah. people are very aware of um i feel like she would have flourished and probably have not have been in such a dark place um but been able to just make more music yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> Well, um, so we're we're coming up on time here. Is there anything you want to add? I know you do eyelashes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> What's um, the name of? Uh, um, I work at Amazing Lash Studio. I'm a master stylist there. Um, it's over off of sixteen oh four in Blanco. Okay, cool. So, so if anybody needs eyelashes, so yeah. All right. So coming up next, we've got Brooke covering "I Heard Love Is Blind" by Amy Winehouse. <laughs>
Look like 